Good afternoon. Thank you all for coming to this exciting event. Uh, I am Rennie Folco. I direct the Public Policy and Law Program and teach in that program. And I would, am just delighted to see so many students here. We are really, really fortunate. And we have a terrific program for you. So everybody, you know, just take your lunch, make your way to a table, and we will begin. And I would like to begin by introducing two members of the career development team who are going to speak to you very briefly about their role in the law school process and I think in career development in general. So first, let me introduce Violet Gannon, and then we're going to have Brett Boudreau after Violet. I will be very brief. I'm excited that all of you are here. As a show of hands, how many of you are first years? Second years? Third years? And seniors? OK, terrific. Each of you has a um, piece of paper on your chair, and that has instructions for how to access the world beyond Trinity, internships, externships, um, and everything sort of in between. So if you log on to that, your world will open. That's all I'm here to tell you. Um, and now I'm going to introduce my colleague, Brett Boudreau, who actually is the person you really should know because he does all the pre-law advising. Thank you. Good afternoon. Again, my name is Brett Boudreau. Um, I am the pre-law advisor for Trinity College, and my role is to help you wherever you are in the process. If you are a first-year student who says, I think I may be interested in the law or the practice of law, um, come see me. I can connect you with externships, shadow opportunities, put you in touch with alumni who actually practice. You can find out more about it. You know, and my, uh, my help will run the gamut till when you're a senior and you're saying, I'm now actually applying to law school. I can help you with your application materials uh, and navigate the LSAC website, um, which they've made easier to navigate, but still isn't the, the most intuitive. But my role is to help you. Wherever you are in the process, whatever questions you have, um, my role is to help you with that. Um, because there's such a critical mass of sophomores, I'm going to make a plug for the sophomore success program. It's over Trinity Days, October 13th and 14th. Um, Monday will be on campus. It will be everything from building your brand, um, resume workshops. It will really jumpstart you on your way um, to figuring out what it is you want to do. And on Tuesday, we're going to be off-site, and there's going to be networking and hearing from alumni throughout the day. We have two great lawyers who are coming back. One is actually also a UConn alum, Mike Camilleri, who is, uh, works for UTC in-house. And then we have another lawyer who practices in Boston, Jamie Zoll. And so they're going to be one of the 22 alumni speakers um, as of right now. You can find that in Career Link under the Events tab. If you have any questions, I will be around afterwards to uh, answer anything else you may have. Thank you. Okay, it is now my great pleasure uh, to introduce uh, Tiffany Stevens, who is a visiting assistant professor of public policy and law. And I would really like to thank her for organizing this event with Stephanie Chambers and Joe Chambers. They, they did all the legwork here, and we should give them credit for putting this together. Uh, I, right now, Stephanie practices at McCarter in English in Hartford. She is a graduate of UConn Law, and she also does some very, very interesting pro bono work uh, in the area of uh, the death penalty. 
And so you might at some point want to talk to her about that. Very interesting indeed. And she is also now with Joe teaching the new uh, gateway course for the Legal Studies minor, which is now called Fundamentals of American Law. So it is my great pleasure to introduce Tiffany. Hello, everyone. Well, UConn Law was searching for a new dean just a couple of years ago. And I'm on the board of the Alumni Association at UConn. And I was so surprised when the email came in with the final three candidates to see one of my own colleagues who had an office right down on the, right down the hall, Tim Fisher, as one of the final choices. And UConn went out of the norm, and they hired a practicing attorney to run the law school, which only a few, few schools in the country have done. And it really signifies the emphasis that law schools are placing on training attorneys, training law students to be practicing attorneys. So Tim is here today to talk to us about changes in legal curriculum and changes in law school foundations that are going to produce more practice-ready attorneys and give you some tips on what you need to succeed. Tim is phenomenal. He fits more in a day than anyone else I know. He manages to practice law, um, commit himself to various significant pro bono efforts, and do things like bike across Italy. He really does find time for everything and is an inspiration to all of us who are trying to fit all of those things into our day and our life. So without anything more, I'll introduce you to Dean Tim Fisher. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany and Rennie and all of you for coming. And my, my great appreciation to Trinity College for giving us this opportunity to share some thoughts with you. I'm going to talk for a few moments about what's going on in legal education and what it means to consider a, a career as a lawyer. Uh, to give you some thoughts about how to guide your own thinking along those lines. After me, uh, you're going to hear from one of our law students, Milan Moore, who was sitting in your seat just three years ago. She's a Trinity grad, 2012 political science major, and now a third year law student with us. And then uh, Jessica Pinella from our admissions team will talk about how one thinks about getting into law school and how you can plan from where you are today if that's the direction you want to head. But let me start by saying that this is really a time of change in the legal market in the United States and therefore in legal education among all law schools. Uh, there are fewer jobs in law that there used to be. And the growth rate has dropped. And people became more aware of the debt loads of law school in the last few years than they were previously. And so that means a couple of things. One is that uh, people are thinking much harder about going to law school. Those who do go to law school usually have thought through and they're doing it for the right reason. It also means it's easier to get in now than it was previously. And so if this is right for you, then now is the time to be thinking about it. We have about, oh, a little bit over half of our students actually do something between college and law. They work for some period of time, a year or more. Uh, but many of them uh, still come straight through. And either one can be right if it's right for you. So let me tell you a little bit about our strategies as an example of one law school, and then I want to turn to how you might think about what's the right decision for you. 
Uh, as Tiffany mentioned, we're very focused on what it is that a law school needs to do to ready a young person for a full career as this kind of a, of a professional. And so like law schools have always emphasized, we place great focus on your being able to understand analytically the right way to deal with the law, but also heavy emphasis on writing ability because that is the principal medium of communication for many lawyers and it's also the acid test of whether you're able to use clear analytical acuity in solving problems. But that's, that traditional foundation's not enough anymore. We've added two other areas of emphasis that I think every law school should do. One is practice experience, not just because you need to be able to come out and be valuable to your employer right away, but also because like any laboratory course, you learn theory best when you're actually putting it into practice with your own hands and your own voice. And then the third element is what I would call professionalism, the ability to assume responsibility for a client's needs. So let me turn to that because that's one of the most important parts of what you each have to decide as individuals about whether the law is right for you. What does it mean to be a lawyer? It means that somebody comes to you and asks you to solve a problem because they can't solve it themselves and you've got a set of skills that enables you to do what they can't do. And those skills are an ability, an, an ability to work with the law to solve a problem. It includes communication skills, the ability to persuade and explain why your client's answer is the right one. But it's also the ability to take responsibility for these heavy decisions. If you can do these things, and if you can combine that kind of critical thinking and communication skills and you want to be a leader, and you want to be responsible, this career accelerates you to a higher level in the job, at any career, in any job situation, than most. And the reason is that families, individuals, businesses, they will see in you the ability to solve a problem that they, as I said before, can't solve themselves. And so as a relatively new lawyer, you will find yourself with access to important decision makers and businesses. <coughs> And you will find yourself with the ability to use your own power to change things. After all, one of the things a lawyer does is just by writing on a sheet of paper can force a business or even the government to answer for its conduct in front of a neutral judge or jury. That's a serious power, but only a lawyer can do that as a professional. So if these things are right for you, if you want to assume serious responsibilities, if you want to be a leader, your quickest path to get there is likely to be as a lawyer. So you have to be ready for that. You have to be ready for the hard work. You have to be ready to hold yourself to high standards. You have to have a really strong moral compass. And why is that? You're going to be the people that are in charge of the rules. You're going to be entrusted with interpreting and enforcing the rules. If you're not clear in your own mind about how to do that in an ethical fashion, it's going to be, there's going to be a temptation. It's going to be easier for you to cut corners than it would be for somebody who lacks the power and the responsibility of a lawyer. So you have to find that in yourself as well. So I'm going to mention a thing about the different career paths that are out there. And I'll, and I'll identify three major ones because they're really important. One is private practice. So as Tiffany and, and I, until last year, worked in a, large, in a, in a law firm, and the benefits of doing that is independence. You can choose 
what kind of clients you want to have. You can choose what kind of relationships with clients you want to persist over time as opposed to move on to something else. You can try multiple different areas. You can become an expert in many different areas. And you become a problem solver for those clients. You become a trusted advisor for those clients. And you can change the path that those clients are able to follow through life. Or you could pursue a path of public service. And what's great about being a lawyer, either working for a governmental agency or working for a nonprofit or pursuing pro bono work uh, on your own, is that you can change the way that society is structured. And you could think of lawyers as being to society what doctors are to our bodies. We intervene in crises, but we also give advice about how to shape things and make things work well. And indeed, when you think about some of the major things in Hartford that have happened or need to happen to make this a healthier city, Chef the O'Neill lawsuit, which has made major progress in terms of integrating the schools of, of Hartford, that lawsuit was hatched at the Yukon Law School. The learning corridor adjacent to Trinity was part of that, was an outgrowth and related to that effort. So if that is where you want to find your, your path, again, being a lawyer gives you an extra ability to move ahead. And then third would be in business. Um, many people go through law school and get a law degree not in order to practice as a lawyer, but rather to bring that extra skill and that extra insight and ability as a leader inside of businesses. The ability to at bring credibility to your own suggestions about how to structure a business so that as to be in compliance with the law and not make mistakes, but also just as a tool of thinking about how to solve business problems. You bring something extra that your colleagues might not have. So let me just wrap up by saying a few words about what to think about in yourselves as to whether this is right for you. A big part of it in choosing whether one of these paths is right is, saying, is asking yourself three questions. Number one, what do I believe in? What's really important to me? That is to say, what are the kinds of interests that I want to be working for? Second, what are you good at? You want to pursue a path where your talents will be put to good use and that you'll be able to rely on them to get you ahead. And then third, and this is the one that too many people forget, what kind of people do you want to be around? Because the law is as varied as any other career path and any other area of work in terms of the office culture that you might find yourself in. And some people are comfortable in a very structured environment. Some are very comfortable in a family-like environment. Some people like to be solo agents. All of those paths are available to you. But you have to figure out what's the one that's going to be, resonate for you and make you happiest, make you want to arrive at work every day before you make that decision. So I'll leave you with one thought. And that is, one of the beauties of this career is that it's adding something to who you already are. Anybody who says that law school changes you into some kind of an automaton or makes you a cookie cutter is missing the point and losing the greatest beauty of this path. Rather, what it does is it takes who you are already and it adds something else that extends and exponentiates your own abilities. And so if you're going to succeed, you're going to do it by taking this new learning that you've got and these new ways of explaining things and integrating that into your existing character and saying, here am I, I'm a unique person, I can explain things and understand things in a way that nobody else can, 
and do it in a way that has the ability to solve people's problems and even change the world. And if that's right for you, this is a great career. So let me pause at that and ask to come up to the podium Milan Moore. Milan, as I mentioned, is a third-year law student with us, a wonderful uh, uh, leader in our student organizations and a member of the Trinity class of 2012 political science major. And Milan will talk about what it feels like to be from where you are now to where she is today. Hi everyone, as Dean Fisher said, I'm Milan Moore and I did graduate from Trinity back in 2012, so I was in your seats a few years ago. Um, I'm just gonna spend a few minutes giving the perspective of a law student. Um, there are some major differences between law school and undergrad. Two that I've identified include um, Law school is like learning a new language. You're gonna learn through reading cases, and that can be tough. In your first year, you are gonna spend a lot of time reading and trying to digest all of that information, but it is manageable and doable, and everyone does succeed at the end of the day. Um, and second, your professors expect you to come to class and be prepared, have read the cases, and interact. So again, it's more interactive. You help um, progress the class discussions and things like that. As far as what helped me prepare my transition from Trinity to UConn Law include, of course, taking courses that emphasize reading, writing, research, things of that nature. Um, when I was here, I took the fundamentals of law class and we were able to read some cases and that helped give me a, a jump, jumping start of how to read cases and how to take notes as a law student. Um, and also, I think a key component is to find an advisor or a mentor. For me, that was Professor Stephanie Chambers, and she helped me with the whole law, um, law school application process, and she, was helping, she helped me with my writing sample recommendations and helped me identify what I really want to do in life. Um, and once I got to law school, some of the most rewarding things that I have encountered, I, I tried new courses. I went in with one idea of what law I wanted to practice, but I've found an interest in intellectual property. So I tell students, be open-minded, be willing to take chances and classes and things of that nature. And also for extracurriculars, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, I used to have a fear of public speaking, but now I tried out for our moot court board and I'll be attending a competition next week. So again, I tell students, don't be afraid, try new things. Law school is what you make of it. And the best advice that I receive and that I give to 1Ls or to students who are interested in going to law school is that you have to run your own race. You can't get consumed by what your fellow classmates are doing, their successes, their triumphs, things of that nature. You, have, you always have to remember why you chose to pursue a law degree and that will help you be successful in law school. And I'll be, after, I'll be here after to answer questions from anyone. So thank you. So my name is Jessica Pinella, and I'm here to talk to you about the admissions process. And what I really want to do today is just demystify it a little bit, because it can be a little daunting and a little overwhelming, and really it's very straightforward. Um, the first thing you really have to do is take the LSTAT. And the LSTAT is offered four year, times a year. Uh, it's a half-day test. It's pretty rigorous. Um, and it looks at your reasoning skills, uh, your reading skills, uh, your analytical skills, and some logical thinking. 
Um, and some people think, this doesn't really relate to law school, but it really truly looks at the skills that you're going to need to bring to law school. Um, and it provides a benchmark and a metric for law schools to look at all their candidates against. Um, you also need to complete what I think of as a common application uh, for law schools. It's held through, it's online, it's through the Law School Admissions Council. It has a very funky name like the Credibility Assembly Service. But really what it is, is it's a website that you're going to put your resumes on. You're going to do um, your personal statement. You're going to need to submit some recommendations. We highly recommend that if you're straight out of undergrad, you include an academic professor. Um, and your LSTAT scores and your GPA, and that will all be there. And that's where the law schools go to look at your application. Um, some common questions that we get that I really want to talk to you about, <coughs> Dean Fisher also talked a little bit about, was should I work before I come to law school? And about half our applicants-ish do work before they come to law school. Some people come straight. And the answer, straight from undergrad, the answer is every path to law school is different. And you need to pick the path that's right for you. Um, another common question is, how is the admission process, how are decisions made, how are students selected? Um, at some schools, they're going to look at your GPA, and they're going to look at your LSTAT score, and they're going to do some math, and they're going to do automatically get rid of some students as candidates. At UConn, we look at you holistically. We have a faculty advisory committee who looks at your academic credentials, they look at your writing skills, they look at your reasoning skills, they look at any awards, they look at your life experience. They're really looking to figure out what is your character, what can you bring to law school. And then lastly, I wanted to tell you the secret, because very, very commonly people say, what's the secret? What's the secret to getting in? And the secret is to bring your best self to the application process. It's just like applying for a job. It's like life advice. Your cover letter and your resume, when, if I'm an employer and I'm looking at it, I see that as your A game. This is the best you're going to do. So you need to do the same thing with the application, all parts of the application. Because we're looking at it, we're saying this is the best that they can do. And be yourself. The personal statement is an area for you to describe what you contribute and how you're unique. So I'm also going to be here after for questions. Um, I think now we're going to take questions in general.